Hello, everyone, and welcome to So Many Games, So Little Time, a podcast where Evangelos and myself talk about board games. And today, uh, we're actually here together in the flesh, but we're not recording any visuals, so it's just audio. Yeah, that's all we need. That's yeah, one. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Mm. Anyway, um, today we're going to be talking about two things only, uh, games that we've played, and also five games that we feel need more attention, people don't speak about enough, and so on. So, uh, first of all, you want to start with something that you've played? Um, uh, they have played World Wonders. Ah, really? Yes. Oh, is you own it or someone else's copy? Or? I own it. Oh, because I've been thinking about it, honestly. Yes, it's... Um, yeah, we should play it again sometime. Do tell! Well, it's it's not a heavy game. I think it was it was pretty straight. It was a tile lane game. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, it's, it's very smooth. And so... What happens is there are multiple types of like these, you know, the, the polyamor tiles that you play on the board, that you can play on the board, but there's only one of each type per round. So, and they don't get replenished. In mm-hmm. fact, the, 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 the pile is actually the timer. So what happens is um, it's, it's, it's very interactive in that you're always wondering about what the other person is going to take and wondering mm-hmm. about what you're going to do. And... Also, what happens is they got this. The, the, one of the main features is the wonders, which is I, I thought was the most interesting part of the game, but also the least interesting part in many ways. So what happens is you have these wonders, which is only the title of the game, mm-hmm. and in order to get them, you've got to meet certain requirements. Okay, so the wonders require certain requirements. Yeah. So you can always, but the but the genius part of the rule is that in order to buy a wonder, you have to spend all your money. <laughs> so what happens is you want to. Build up your 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 tableau, your yeah. your 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 board, your your tiles, uh-huh. and wait until the last minute because you you can buy one for all your money for seven because you want you sold seven bucks, yeah. seven actions. You can spend seven mm-hmm. and you can up the round, or you can wait till one and you have one action left and pay one for the wonder. Yeah, but then it might be gone. That's it, and that's the genius of the game. Okay, so that's really good. That's really clever. Okay. So you, that's the interaction that makes the game interesting. But the problem with it, well, my problem, because we are gamers, and this, I think what they do, they try to make the game more gateway, is that the wonders are kind of boring. When you get, they look beautiful. They're, they're beautiful little wooden um, meeples, right? Mm-hmm. I think, I think you've, I yeah, I've seen it. They're, yeah. they're, they're great. But the thing is, they only give you one point or something. Oh, okay. Two points. Or they give you up one of the tracks. It's not like they give you like special powers or anything like that. But what is a ending score then? It's, it's quite tight. Like, I think we were in the thirties. We all were close. Like, but then a point. No, okay. Yeah. Okay. It's no. No. But it's well. it's point. Yeah. It's two one or two points. It's not great. But uh, but also but the other thing is also fills up your tablet, your your your, your yeah. grid. So it also take up space and it also make, what are, there's other, you got your money you got your population and they have got these three arbitrary tracks and you try you, so it's three different colored tracks you can move up mm-hmm. and the lowest ones your points as well. Okay. So it's just about balancing. So sometimes the one doesn't push it, tracks you want to push yeah. up one. But the main thing is, I think what happened is they don't make the game too complex. So they kept it, the one simple. Like there's no powers or anything. Mm. But I think it would be maybe in the future with expansions, we nice to the powers that the, the wonders gave you more than just points. But there's already, already one expansion coming, right? Yes. Well, it's, it's more like a promo pack. Like it's more like a small, small expansion. Because they said, mm. But the game is really fun. It's, it's a really good gateway game. Okay. And but well, it's a gateway, but still a lot of thinking for a gamer. 
It yeah. still keeps you busy. I just think uh, we want more. As obviously, I wanted more with the wonders. And so that, also, the cheese thing is pressing the money for wonder. It stops people having too many wonders. Mm. Yeah, you, you can only have one per round, so yeah. you, you kind of tapped. But no, I really liked it. I think it was really good. Um, I enjoy Thailand games. I don't know about you. Well, yeah, because it's on my radar. I, it was in my uh, Amazon shopping cart mm. several times. But then it's not, too, it's I, not too expensive either. No, but I tried to buy games on sale, so it has to be really good for me to pay, pay uh, full price. So yeah, yeah. So no, I, as I, I really enjoyed it. Hmm. Okay, uh, one game that I played that is now that you can't play anymore now is Altered. Uh, it was on BGA, and it has a Kickstarter right now, yeah. and it's from the. Uh, Creators of uh, Seasons, Lords of Zidid, um, Dice, Dice, Dice Forge. Dice Forge yeah. okay. So I was immediately hyped because the, the art and everything is really beautiful. And it's a TCG, which I'm normally, normally, I'm not a fan of it. As in, actually, I do like opening card packs and everything. In the past, I've, I've, I've collected basketball cards and everything. Mm-hmm. I do like the, 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 the boost you get, you mm-hmm. know, the feeling from opening the packs and seeing, yeah, yeah. yeah. Dice, you, dice monsters. Yeah, yeah, they, 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 yeah. I sold all that too, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's really cool. And I'm probably going to back for quite an amount, but I thought it was really cool that you were, allowed, you were allowed to try it on BGA for a set amount of time. It's weird that they stopped it. Still like, the, you think they did do the Kickstarter? Yeah, there's still like 19 days to go or something and they already stopped it. I don't really, really know why, but it is what it is. But the cool part about this uh, TCG is, of course, two players. And in the beginning, in the middle, you have a track, as you so often have, with, I think, um, three sets of cards. And uh, each card can have um, either two types of terrain or one type of terrain, depending on what it is, because you've got uh, water, earth, and a forest, those three. And you on the left side you have your hero both people have their hero on the right side uh, both people have their companion so on your turn you're going to have i think you start with seven six cards but you discard three and that will become your mana so your money and then you have three cards left and then you can play a card uh it could be a spell but it can also be <coughs> a unit and units have values either water earth or forest so depending on which side you play it, it's going to try to move either your hero or your companion. Mm. So in the beginning, you're all standing on a neutral ground. So basically it counts all the scores, all three of them. And then if you have the highest, then you move forward. The other person does not. So you add them up. So you might end up at like a space with only water. And then your unit has to have water as high as possible. If the other person has higher water, they will move forward. We will stand there. But even if the other person is, let's say, on a forest and you're on water and they play a unit with high water, they will still block you from moving. You don't have to be on the same spot necessarily. So it's like the whole, you go back and forth with trying to, the point is like Arkanova and, and uh, Rajas the Ganges is to have them both meet. Okay. They meet, you win first. How long is the game usually? 10 minutes, 10, 15 minutes. Okay. Well, BGA is, is a little bit longer because you click and then you wait and whatever. But I think it should be 15 minutes, maybe 20 So, minutes. no, he says on Kickstarter, but the TCGs, how are they going to... What's the... 
system after that? How, what's the... Well, you have like... Uh, well, how are they going to sell the packs? They already have like seven or eight factions. Yes. And in the Kickstarter, there's going to be some Kickstarter exclusives as well. And you might have like one card and might have like eight or ten alternate versions that were just the stats are randomized or whatever okay. and stuff like that. But it will be booster packs. Yeah. Yeah, because they're already selling like the, the, the big boxes full of packs, the display boxes, right? And then you'll be able to buy more later on. Okay. Um, but of course, people are complaining about complaining or like saying, yeah, we want something specific for this Kickstarter. And they're blinging it out like crazy. You have so many extra stuff with acrylic tokens and, and whatever. But yeah, I mean, even when you like play those characters, right? When, they, when you finish the round... They, some go to discard, but some go to reserve and then they have a second cost, which allow you to actually put them back out the next round and then they go away forever. There's a lot of stuff that go back and forward. All the fa- I played four factions and they all felt very differently, all four of them. So I was happy and sad. I was happy that it's really good and sad that it's really good because now I really want to have it. So is it the same world as Zidat in the I didn't recognize any creatures. No. Same type of art though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't Seasons. think it's the same world now. Yeah, Season says was still one of the best, best card games ever, right? Yeah, I still think it was awesome that when you... Because it was first it was Seasons, then Lords of Zidit, and then you said, hey, it's a rabbit from Seasons, yeah. <laughs> or the monsters yeah. from Seasons that they came back. Yeah, I thought it was really cool. You kind of wish it was the same, it was the same universe. Yeah, and then I'm immediately going to talk about the second one, mm-hmm. if, I don't, if you don't mind, because it's yeah. a good segue. I also played Lords of Zidit yeah. again. I sold my copy a long time ago, but it's on BGA, and I'm on a BGA spree. So I played that several times, even though I wouldn't recommend playing Lords of Zidit the way that I played, even though I won one of the two games I finished already, because I play like 17 tables with a bunch of different games at the same time. So when it's my turn and and, and I get back to the table of Lords of Zidit, I totally and forgot everything. Yeah. What, and I, of course, didn't pay attention to what people did with mm. their... Uh, I don't know what they call it they're, they're, they're knights going around doing stuff mm. so basically I just did whatever I wanted and hoped it was enough because I didn't have any table awareness whatsoever but normally when you play the game you're checking what people are doing that's, that's probably the best part of the game yeah. is trying to get each other's heads yeah. I haven't played I haven't installed it I haven't played it for a long time but I really did like the game so for the people well, I guess it's your lord for the people uh, who never played Lord, lord of Zidus it's very simple you have your lord um, you have a, a program board. Yeah. You have five steps you have to program. And you can either take an action, which might be recruit a unit from a city, but you can only recruit it once in that city around. So you can't recruit, come back, recruit, come back, whatever. Um, then you can also, another action you can do is attack a monster, but you need to make sure you have all the units. Yes. And uh, another thing you can do is just, of course, move around. And the cool part is when a city only has like five or six Units, when it's gone, it will re- remove, but you can see, already see the next city that comes out. So you can plan for that. When a monster is defeated, you can see which other monster is going to come out and where on the map. So you mm-hmm. can plan for that. So you can hope like, yeah, I think that person is going to kill that monster and that will reveal. Yeah. But then someone can just wait and do nothing until that last point and then kill the monster. And then you just wasted a bunch of action. So and then, the rest of the game is like... I know what you think I'm going to do, so I'm going to do this. But then you might also be thinking I'm going to be doing that, so I'm going to do this instead. And, exactly. And yeah. you overthink the move and you end up getting it wrong. <laughs> that's, um, that's wrong. This is the first game also where they had uh, three scoring uh, parts. And you score the first part and whoever's last can already not win the game. And then the second part and whoever's last is yeah, also yeah. the game. And the last I part... None of the game did that. 
There, there are other games, but then you then you. Uh, I don't remember which one, but that one for sure did it. And then and it's always randomized too, so the game yeah. it, you don't know which, which every game is different. So because you can't when say you, a certain strategy. Because when you defeat a monster, you always have three options: either you take the coins, yeah. you take the bar tokens, which you put is like area control, or you take the towers, which is kind of also like area control. Mm. But then when you put a tower, nobody else can put a tower there. But if you put bar tokens, other other people can put bar tokens yes. there and get the points as well. Or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, it's a great game. Lord of, Lord of Zedek. Okay, the other game I played was um, The Fox Experiment. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like drawing on the board and everything, right? On the cards. On the cards, yeah, okay. Yeah, it's basically... That's all I know about it's, it. <laughs> no, it's actually really interesting. Um, the theme, it's, it's, it's an interesting theme. So basically, you're trying to... Um, you're trying to create a friendly uh, a fox. You're fox. You're trying to breed foxes. That have yeah. certain traits. Yeah. So you roll dice, lots of dice. It's about they wanted they wanted to try to create foxes yeah. to be Domestic, pets. domesticated foxes. Yeah. 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 Okay. So you've got these different um, types of um, traits you want to get. Anyway, so you start with your mother and father one, mm-hmm. and it's a draw. You draft. So basically, the game starts that you draft a, a female and a male. Yeah. And you also you also draft your your turn order. Pretty culture. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so you take and then you so you take the male and the female and they, they yeah. give you some dice. Yeah. And you put them here and then you, you top deck one of your 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 cards with your baby. Mm-hmm. So you get male and female baby. Okay. Okay, and then you roll the dice. You can, there's some manipulation of the dice and then you basically cross off its traits. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And then, so the traits give you will give you di- give certain types. So the traits will give them dice for mm-hmm. those traits because they're different type of dice. And also give you tokens. Mm-hmm. And then you you score according to some uh, objective you have. That's okay. the first round. Yeah. But then what happens is the two, the man, the mother, and the father get discarded. They die. They well, they go to, <laughs> they go to the farm in the sky. <laughs> they go to the uncle's farm, right? Yeah. <laughs> I think they read that historically the fox farm is actually also doubled up as a fur factory. Yeah. Okay. Fur, so fur farm. So that's what happened to the ones that weren't good enough. Anyway. Okay. So anyway, he went to the, they went to the farm. Mm-hmm. So then you take your one that you created, you rename it as well, mm-hmm. and that fox goes into the pool to be drafted next round. Oh, okay. So if you create a really good, a really good fox, somebody else, someone else will take it. That's what tournaments are really good. So it becomes this communal yeah. use of foxes, yeah. and so you. So basically, as the game goes, the the, the foxes get better and better yeah. as they get more domesticated and there's more dice. So it's it's like a roll and write because you roll in and. Mm-hmm. Manipulating, but at the same time, it's also like um, work on dice manipulation because what happens the, what, actually really interesting moment is that the dice have like they got a full symbol, mm-hmm. they got half a symbol or one and a half symbols. Okay, so you roll the dice and you, you try you can link them. Oh, that's cool. That's so original, so, yeah. So you link the two, so you get two halves, you make, make one, or you got yeah. one and a half, but then you also get the wild dice, also half. Okay. Or, or have a complete wild or half yeah. a wild. So you can some. So you can you roll your dice and say, okay, how am I going to get these together? Mm-hmm. And you've got your objectives and say, oh, I really need this fox to have a real bushy tail. Right? So that's one. Of the yeah, yeah. So you're working <laughs> on dice to make a really bushy tail. Yeah. So it's 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 not overly complex, but there's like yeah, it's fun. It's it's a good fun game because you got the the, the 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 drafting of the first. You get the turn order and you get um, and you're working on your tracks mm-hmm. and. No, it's, it was, it was, it was, a, I think it's, it's Elizabeth Holger's best game. Yeah. Okay. So, because it's. Yeah, I forgot fun. that she did that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I really enjoyed it. I think you'd also like it. 
Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Added to the list of yeah. stuff that I'll probably like. No, <laughs> and it didn't, it didn't take too long. It was good. Yeah. Uh, okay, another one that I played um, is Fractured Sky. That was on Kickstarter, like, I don't know, probably a year ago or whatever. And I remember it was like, it was advertised everywhere on Facebook, on Instagram, on BGG. Yes. And it looked really pretty. And I was like, I don't think I'm going to like this. But in the end, the FOMO got the best of me and I yes. backed it anyway. And I did the super deluxe, like even the miniatures are painted and everything. And um, painted miniatures. Yeah. Um, what type of game is it? If I was, well, that's what I'm about to say. Okay, so uh, basically, you choose your faction, which has no importance whatsoever. It's not uh, asymmetric or whatever. You just choose a color. And then you have your uh, towers, you have your markets, you have your uh, skimmers, which are like tiny airships. And uh, then you have your three big airships. And um, basically, what you're trying to do is you're trying to collect star falls. So you have five rounds. In the first round, there'll be one starfall and also a second hidden starfall. So there'll be two in the whole round, right? So people are going to be putting out their, their ships uh, to all this like area control, right? But the way that you do it, and that, that's, that's of course with the super deluxe version, the big airships, they have a magnet at the bottom. And on your tray, you have uh, zero, zero, and then one to 10. Okay. And one and ten are white, the rest is all black. So basically you put your ship against the numbers, clicks on. So people cannot see what the number is underneath. Okay. So basically you're gonna put a value like one one starfall we know where it is, because that's revealed in the beginning of the game. And one of them is hidden, which you have to find out where it is. So you can put your ship down and people will know if it's black, it's either zero or two to nine. But if it's white, it's either one or ten. Okay. But with your three airships, when they're out on the board, you cannot go higher than 10 together, add it up together. Okay. So if you put a wide out, they know you're either going full blast for that one spot or you just put down a one. And then you don't know what the other ones are. Because the thing is, they punish you when you go over 10. Let's say you've got 12 in total. Then for every ship, they'll do minus two to your value. So someone said, oh, what's, what's to stop me from having 36 in, in total? And then someone says, well, then all your ships are going to have minus 26 because it's 26 over 10. So you should never go over 10 is the idea. Even bluffing makes no sense, right, in that case. I remember the game, it has a really stark, very beautiful cover. Yeah. Like very yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just, I was, I, was, I was tempted just because of the cover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, and it, 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 it works. Like I've been playing solo with uh, two AIs because it comes with two decks. And technically you could copy the decks and play with as many AIs if you want to. I don't even know what the game looks like. I should the cover. It's like... You can see how well uh, Evangelist keeps in touch with the YouTube channel because there's been an unboxing, a how to play, and a playthrough. But uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so the, the cool part is you put that out. But if you put a skimmer out, there's also a value of one. You can also put a ship out with zero, right? But, and, and then you put a zero out, you cannot get anything. It's just there. And any location also has goods, like uh, like resources, uh, wood, uh, stone, and gold. Okay. Gold is not wild. <laughs> it's just a resource. So what happens is, let's say you and I and the AI go to the same spot, and you win. You get the starfall. I'm second. I get the two goods, and the AI would get one of those two goods. Now, in the rules, the AI don't get goods, but whatever, you know, just for the example. So you always get something, unless you're fourth, the fourth person gets nothing. 
Okay. Now, around all those locations, you have these uh, not square, these hexes where you can put markets or towers. Of course, you have to pay for them. Tower is three stone. Market is uh, two stone and gold or one stone. No, no, no. One wood and two gold. Whatever, it doesn't matter. So you can put it down and they're connected to multiple islands. So if you put a market down, if you have a ship there, uh, you will get one resource of your choice that's offered there. So you can build up your resources for next round. If you put a tower there, it's plus one value. So if you put a zero ship but you have a tower, the ship is one, so you can still get rewards. So then the zero ones suddenly become useful with a tower. Mm -hmm. But of course, those spaces are limited. Some have like four stars, which means they're connected to four islands. Some only have two. Some have three. So there's a lot of, of course, those are the juicy spots. Mm. There's the idea, do you want to go for that quickly or what? Because in the beginning, you choose four resources of your choice. You're going to go for three stones to get a tower out. Or you want to go for the markets. So it's, it's, it's pretty nice. And also, you don't need to remember anything. Being said, one of the actions is you can look, you can explore. No, if you go somewhere first, you explore and you will take one of the hidden Starfall locations. So you mean, okay, it's not there and you keep it. Or you can scout, which means you spend two resources and you can take a look at where the hidden starfall is. So you look at a card and you put your cube down. Now, let's say a turn later, you've forgotten where it is, which would be weird because it's only one, but okay. You can just take the card again and look again because your cube is there. You don't okay. need to remember. Okay, so later good. on in the last round, there's five cards of those. So then you might want to check again what was where again, because uh, the same thing goes for objectives. There's five objectives. In the, not with the AI, but with multiple players, there's five objectives. So then you might want to see, okay, in the first round, whoever has the most markets gets a starfall. And the, the, third, the last round, whoever has the most towers gets a starfall. And then you can still look at it around three if you yeah, scout okay. before. So basically at the end of the game, whoever has the most starfalls wins. And okay. uh, it could be that in one location suddenly there's two, so people go there. I want to play with more people because I think it's going to be really fun bluffing. Sounds like, yeah, that interaction sounds really good. It's yeah, because really I heard from other people saying, yeah, it's quite, I think it looks, it's that quite light game. Maybe it is, but I think it's still going to be quite cutthroat because of the idea yeah. like, uh, okay, how much are they going to put down? And the AI works really well as well because they have like, they put out three tokens, three ships, and they have two values on them, a high and a low. And if you play a normal difficulty, the high one stays and the other two switch to the low value. If you play hard difficulty, they keep two high values. So it keeps okay. it interesting. Anyway, enough talk about this. We should just play it and uh, I agree. get okay. an idea. Okay, anything um, else? I played Monsters on Board. Oh yeah, I know that one, yeah. Because I painted it. How did you feel about it? I enjoyed it though. It was it was fun. It was a muscle puzzle. Mm -hmm. uh, the dice drafting is really good. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed that. Little fiddly, obviously with the monster, the miniatures. Um, I'm trying to make it because a couple of weeks back. I remember that in the, the first couple of rounds, you need to make sure everybody knows 100% what they're doing because yeah. normally it's simultaneously, but no, no, simultaneously. I hosted it, so I'm always keeping an eye on everybody. It's one, 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 one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't trust anybody because not, not because it's easy to make a mistake because there's so many icons on the thing. Yes, 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 for sure. Yeah. But I actually did enjoy it. I enjoyed the puzzle of it, the movies, the way it moves around. Um, I enjoyed this bit. One thing is the, the thing I enjoyed the most also was kind of let down is that that um, the object, the secret objectives. Yeah, you got to make. So you have to to get the get the um, 
you got the dice. I can't remember they called the dice. You got to get them to order to change your objective. Yeah. objective. Yeah. That was the most fun. Yeah. But everyone did it. Yeah, everyone managed to do it. Yeah. So it's kind of done. I think. But there, there are cards that are more difficult than others, obviously. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I think it's it's. But that was really fun doing that. Yeah. Yeah. And also the I remember that there's three tracks, right? Yes. And when you reach a certain point, you score. Yes. So you're trying to wait as long as possible yes. or and whatever to, to do it. it. And, and then you know the the the, the dice and the, the typical drafting like you really want it and you gotta pass it on. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I was, it was, yeah, it wasn't too heavy. And then the battle for the markets because you want to have certain things and, uh, and then some yeah, of the good yeah. ones come out. Yeah. So so yeah, and I imagine when it's painted, it looks really nice because for the people at home. Just imagine a bunch of monster miniatures and you're moving them forward on yeah. a track trying to get them home, basically. You want to get them to the end and yeah, then they yeah. score even more. And then even the, the markers are all cool. Right? Exactly. That's yeah. it. The so dice are basically nice. Basically, I painted it and I thought I can't go to play it. And yeah, because it's dice rafting and you don't just give people dice. The dice are in a car. Which I painted as well. Yes. I, this yeah, I still have to do all that. <laughs> yeah, it's a really good game. Yeah. I should enjoy it. So. Yeah, I was selling a third. Yeah. Um, looking at anything else, well, Black Rose Wars Rebirth. I think that's the last one I'll mention. Um, they, I used to own Black Rose Wars, and I have all the expansions for it in Belgium, but I never actually played it. It was one of my shelf of shame, super shame ones. <laughs> um, and uh, I got it now, and I read the rule book a couple of times. I set it up a couple of times without actually playing. Lately, for me, it's been very difficult to tackle the more difficult games. I don't know why, but it takes a while. Um, I, I just don't, I'm not feeling it. I'm too tired, whatever. But I, I push through also because the, the, the text is so small and all the cards and there's a lot of uh, icons mm. and beginning to get, to get through your head. But it's an awesome game. It's basically four mages uh, blasting each other uh, through all kinds of spells. There's so many. I think the base game has seven spell schools with all the expansions. You can go up to 10, I think, to choose from. Um, miniatures look amazing. Basically, you're fighting in these rooms. You're putting down instability tokens, which make no sense because if you have enough instability tokens, you rebuild the room. You would think it's stability tokens to rebuild yeah. the room, not instability tokens, but whatever. And also, because you're fighting, the room gets rebuilt. It's tends to be the other way around, but okay. So, but they, they, they look all dark and gray, but then when you flip them over, they're very vibrant colored and the, the, the action you do in that room suddenly becomes really powerful, but you can only do it once. And then it's like crossed out for the, until the next round. Um, just the fact that you have to pre-program your spells and then hope it goes your way. For example, I had one uh, moment in the game where I had this huge plan like, okay, I'm going to uh, summon an evocation and, and then uh, basically a minion uh, fight for me. And then I'm going to heal twice because I'm almost dead. But you have to put them in the right order. So I put the heal last and the summoning first. Mm. So I was able to summon my guy and then I got killed. But then I immediately come back, but then I have these two healing cards that are useless. Yeah. I mean, I could still put down some tokens, but it's like, uh, okay, yeah, well, okay, that sucks. <laughs> but so you have to keep in mind, there's some push your luck with what you're doing. You can put out trap cards. Like if someone enters your room, you do damage to them and you move them away or stuff like that. Or they might have a protection spell when you attack them. They, your attack does nothing, but they throw it back in your face, stuff like that. Uh, the miniatures are awesome, very beautiful. Um, painted. 
Yes, once I finish Marvel Zombies and the 5 million units. Uh, but then again, there are some tiny ones that I might paint immediately because you've got three phases in the game. Like uh, there's three moon phases. So if you reach the first moon, the, the, the quests and the events and everything change. And for the uh, avatars, which is the AI, their deck changes too. They get stronger. They, they have some uh, actual moons that I might quickly paint to make it look prettier. But uh, so basically, once you reach the third moon phase, the game ends. Okay. Uh, so basically, you get points from rebuilding rooms, you get points from killing people, you get points from doing quests as well. So quests might be you do, uh, you activate a room, a blue room three times. That's another thing. The rooms all have different colors and the colors all do the same thing. Like the gray rooms, they all summon cadavers. But then when you rebuild them, their action changes. So all, all three rooms have a different action. And are the rooms always the same or are they random? Uh, the rooms are always the same, but the, the location is different. But then the expansions also introduce new rooms, okay. which I haven't touched yet. But it's always three golden ones, three blue ones, three gray ones, uh, and so on. You've got the throne room, you've got the black rose room. Because in the black rose room, you can throw, away, you can discard three spells and get a forgotten spell, which is super powerful. I still haven't done it in my games because I always do four spells, so I don't keep my spells. But yeah, it's... Uh, you, never play, you only play against the AR. Yeah, I only played, because uh, I only started playing like a couple of days ago. dynamic with the AR. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, because you, because the AI has these crazy powers as well. Um, that you have to kind of uh, account for and uh, they all play very differently. But with the AI, like uh, you have one AI that's attached to the Black Rose because of Black Rose, even if you play with players, the Black Rose will still score points. And that avatar basically will um, yeah, play for the Black Rose. But then the other two avatars, in the rules, it doesn't really say what you're supposed to do with them. Um, so since I play with three, I just took it roughly the same one, but when it says the black rose, they just get the points themselves. Okay. So, and they also can target each other. So they also target the black rose and each other and so on. So they're killing each other as well because they always have a diamond icon with a number on it. And that means, okay, look at their card and it says priority. Okay. Okay. The mage has the most health in the nearest room. Okay. Okay. That one gets hit. Okay. Or the mage who has the most amount of points. Or the room that has the most most amount of units. Because there's one uh, avatar that possessed that has like this first, I forgot the name of the spell, but basically just bombs a room full of minions, uh, full of characters. The most one, oh, everybody takes three damage. Hey, wipes away half of my <laughs> summons immediately. So stuff like that. And you can also have those spells if you get them from the correct thing. Uh, correct. There's one cool magic school, it's called Nightmare. You basically attach a nightmare to someone. So even the the the, the, the miniature has like a half moon, so it just attaches oh, to and they follow you around until you die. <laughs> so during the evocation phase, they like might stab you for one damage or whatever, or do other things to you. And the spell that's really big, isn't it? There, yeah, there's a lot of spells, yeah. but there's also multiple copies, of course, of oh, the okay. spells. It's not all unique spells. Yeah. But um but yeah, so far I've only played with the basic spells. I haven't tried the expansion spells or whatever. Those makers they they knock it out of the park. Because I think when it comes to like mass market miniatures, mm -hmm. these are probably the best. Well, I think they're the best. Yeah, like they miniatures are better than Simon's or even. The ones from Nova Etas are also very impressive. I think like, who games they make? Uh, what do you mean? Because I'm trying to oh, the game. Because I'm thinking yeah. they, for mass market games, they're yeah. not Warhammer. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. no they, yeah. they, they, yeah. It's, it's really beautiful game, minis. Well, it's, it's uh, Awakened Realms level, right? 
as well. I think it's better. Yeah. Because they feel more delicate. They feel more... Like they're more... More robust, maybe. And know. also, like, just sharper. Yeah. Could sharp. be. I would have to put them next to each other to... Uh... That might be an idea for... Uh, for, for, for... Just, just like a, a test, putting four miniatures next to each other, and saying which ones, best, yeah. best, which ones are the best, which ones are the best, which are the best, and then you'll see which... Which it actually is. Yeah, that's a good idea. But yeah, anyway, the yeah, the the quality is crazy. It's it's just so nice. The production, uh, really, really enjoy playing it, putting it on the table. It's it's big, um, especially if you play with four people. Then I'm, it's going to take quite a bit of a space. With the AIs, it's just a couple of cards. Do you fun. think? Do you think the game needs four players? Do we really? Because you play with three AIs. Do you think you should have? Do, can you play? Big? I can play with six because of the, with but the expansion. But it's too too small. Is the map too big for two for two players? Or um, I've read online on BGG that some people take away some of the rooms. Okay. But then the problem is, you take away some of the rooms, the base layout. That's fine. But it's when you flip the rooms that their powers become different. So if you take someone away, those powers are not going to come out. Mm -hmm. But I guess you could add them to randomization, right? So mm -hmm. replayability. So people meet each other far uh, far sooner uh, or far quicker. I want to play with four because I think it's going to be more chaos. With three, it's more about... It feels more king-makingly. Like two people yeah, could be hitting yeah, one person. Like, but like with that, four yeah. people, could be more spread out. And every mage kind of leans towards a certain school of magic. So that could also have like different effects, which I think could be interesting. Mages in the box. In the box comes with four, okay. um, and then uh, how with the expansions, it goes up to a lot. I think uh, on the top of my head, at least nine extra. Uh, no, sorry, at least eleven extra. Um, and then I'm not counting Apocalypse, which is a separate box. And the original, the original game. Do you need update packs to all these players, or can you, can you slide, slide them in? I think you can just slide them in because I've heard people saying it's compatible, and I've never ever seen anyone mention. I think certain things you have to remove, but uh, or doesn't don't apply because they change some of the rules. For example, with uh, one of the big differences with Rebirth and the original is with the original you can have multiple big minis as evocations, with Rebirth you only have one. Okay. You can have three uh, small ones, as many as well. Three small ones or two small ones and a big one, basically. That's what it comes down to. What it comes down to. Um, so, but yeah, like I said, I never played the base one, so I don't know any of the other big changes. Um, but yeah, it's just cool to bring out a Colossus or whatever. Yeah. And even with the expansions, once again, it brings out more evocations or so more choices. You can add upgrades to them. And uh, it's another one we should definitely play. It's just yeah. kind of it's going to be challenging to to transport it. But mm -hmm. then we don't have to play with all the expansions, of course. But uh, well, when you when you move out here closer, yes, yes, because be I am moving. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be easier to do it for sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. So those were our uh, what we played, and then uh, next time we're going to talk about the games that we uh, yeah. we want to talk about next time. Okay. <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.